Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Florida State of Recruiting podcast presented by Tomahawk Nation. We are the three stars and we are thrilled to be talking Florida State recruiting with you all. Uh, my name is Tim Allenball, and I am joined by two of Tomahawk Nation's finest, Josh Pick and David Stout. I'm sorry, Dr. David Stout. Boys, excited to be talking uh, about our 1-0 Florida State Seminoles. Josh, how are you, buddy? Uh, doing well, doing well. Looking forward to a, a big game this weekend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Sunday, Sunday game. I keep thinking Saturday and then it's like, nope, it's a Sunday. And then they're off that week. And then, uh, then they come up here to Louisville dreaded David. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I got my, my buddy, uh, Sadie, our Corgi is hanging out with me doing a little prospect research here, but, uh, thunderstorms in Jacksonville. What else is new, but super excited for the start of football season loved what we saw last week anxious for what we see in a couple days here but excited to talk about some good things happening for florida state yeah let's start with some good things happening for florida state david you have kind of hammered the point over the last year that when it comes to recruiting now uh finishing second isn't the worst and so Florida State didn't finish second in this next guy that we're going to talk about recruiting, but they were in it. They did make an impression, and that's running back Kaziah Holmes. He was uh, he committed to Penn State, had a great freshman season, uh, had some injuries, got passed up by Stud Catron Al- Allen, a few others, and uh, this past week showed up at Florida State uh, already practicing with the team. Uh, this is a kid that that you all really like, David, coming out of high school, right? Yeah, I'm really excited about this. And I, I kind of have a 
a stake in it because the real ones know the Cocoa Beach people. I was born in uh, Cocoa Beach and lived in Merritt Island for a couple years, and uh, so the real ones know in Cocoa. But uh, I really like Kaziah coming out of high school. He what I liked about him so much was at out of high school. I think his measurable measurables were a little bit uh, exaggerated. I think they had him at like six foot, six foot one, one seventy five or whatever. But he he's not quite that tall. I think he's just a shade under six foot. But what I liked about him was he had legitimate long end track speed, and he was a guy that. Once he got around that edge and then got into open field, almost always, he was almost always gone. Um, super, uh, like, big play, home run hitter threat for his high school. And what I liked so much, what I saw was he you can tell he has a frame to add on more good weight without it really slowing him down. Um, he's wide body, big shoulders, all that kind of stuff. And so you knew that he'd be able to put on weight without sacrificing some of that high-end, top-end speed. Um, And from what it sounds like, he's gotten to FSU, and he's about, um, I think they're saying he's around 5'11", 215-ish. So he he may need to lose a little bit of weight. Uh, You know, he's struggled with some minor injuries and stuff at Penn State that cost him some reps. And, uh, you know, in a lot of cases, when somebody transfers from a program, you look at it and you're, you know, you see maybe the running back room may not be as stacked or whatever. And you're like, Ooh, you know, is this just not a good fit or is there something else going on? Is he a little bit scared of competition or whatever? But when you look at uh, the running back room that um, our, our guy, <laughs> what's his name, Josh, the, the running back coach at Penn state, who's that guy? Juwan Sider. Oh yeah. Juwan Sider. I think we may have mentioned him a time or two. <laughs> you look at the depth in that running back room that Juwan Sider has created. It is absurd. And so when you look at the guys who have kind of passed up, cause I, it's, it's really not, I don't think it, it's any kind of indication that he's afraid of competition. Um, when we first heard about this rumor, uh, after he entered the portal that he wanted to just get closer to home, uh, be closer to his family and Coco and, and all that. And he really did. It, it's clear that he loved what he saw uh, throughout the recruiting process from Florida state uh, coaches got it done in a hurry. And as of today, he is officially listed on the FSU uh, roster. He's going to be rocking number 26 and I'm really excited about it, man. I, this is a great addition. And, you know, it's not an addition that they need him to play right away. Uh, and that's, I don't think that's going to happen anyway. Um, I think he has to work himself back into to playing shape and learn the offense, obviously. But my goodness, I mean, FSU, we already know that they have three awesome running backs. And then you've got a younger guy and Rod, sorry, if you hear squeaking, uh, Sadie just brought me her, her squeaky toy that is, it happens to be a Florida State football, mind you. So she's, she's ready for the game. Um, but they all they already have three great running backs, and then they have a thir- uh, fourth in Rodney Hill who looks really promising. And so you're, you're stacked with depth, and so you can afford to have Keziah kind of come on slowly, get back into shape, take his time, heal up from his injuries. You don't need him right away. But just – and, you know, hopefully this doesn't happen, but just in case somebody – you know, one or two guys go down with injury – Oh my gosh, look at this backup plan you have in Kazayom's former, you know, four-star running back recruit. So to me, this is a home run. I really don't see any downside to it. Um, from a recruiting perspective, it also gives you another option that, you know, if you can't find another guy in the class of 2023 that you really like to go with Sam Singleton, you've got Kaziah Holmes already. So that allows you to maybe allocate that scholarship elsewhere. 
I, I just can't say enough about how excited I am about this take. Um, and I, I hope it works out well for both parties. And I think it will. Now, Josh, he's on the roster, but we haven't heard if he's actually cleared yet or have we? Like he was, he was, he was practicing today, but not sure if he's cleared to actually play yet. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, with the way that transfer rules have gone, I mean, I know there's some changes coming. I, I think we might see him being eligible to play. Uh, I think it was last year, Brandon Moore transferred in really late, got cleared to play, although he didn't play. Uh, but cause I is a little bit later. So we'll see what happens there. Josh, I want to talk about the running back room in general for a second. Um, not an area that, until you know Singleton, who's committed right now, not an area that Florida State's really hit a lot of home runs, I think, uh, at least from a recruiting uh, website perspective, but a room that they've been able to still build out and, and develop well. Um, just because you land a Kaziah Holmes, just because you're having success on the field, I still don't think this necessarily means success when it comes to running back recruiting. Is that fair to say? Um, I guess at least traditional high school recruiting at the running back position. Uh, the good thing is they have hammered the portal and Trey Benson being a hundred percent, it looks like, and, and being, I don't know, maybe your most talented back right, right away is a pretty big one on the recruiting trail that people weren't necessarily expecting. And now you're bringing Keziah Holmes, Rodney Hills playing above his ranking. So that's, that's a win. And Norvell's showing that, you know, he's not scared to play three or four backs and give them all tons of touches. And his guys have had success at Memphis, and it looks like they're going to have success at Florida State as well. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what, how we go there. I think Toa Philly definitely has that explosibility, not the all-around back. It's like all together the, the four-headed running back is, is a solid RB1. Uh, but we'll see what happens with the step up in competition there. It's just a shame we couldn't bring Cider down with uh, Kaziah. <laughs> maybe next year. have hope young kale master have hope maybe it'll happen if uh if fsu can hit that win total and really start looking good get some more financial resources maybe it'll happen uh speaking of what could happen next year josh today's a big day when it comes to recruiting and why is that uh september 1st is the first day that coaches are able to directly contact class of 2024 recruits um, prior to today, the recruits or the coaches, they kind of had to go the opposite direction or the four state coaches had to contact the high school coaches. They couldn't directly contact these prospects. But starting at midnight last night, they were able to contact them. And a lot of these guys are saying, it's Christmas Eve, can't wait. Like, all of a sudden, these coaches can be able to contact me. And, and you know, it was hot and heavy for every school and tons of prospects across the country. So, so let's talk about some of the big names on Florida State's board for a minute. I, I know we don't want to go into a ton of detail on kids that are still, you know, over a year away from actually signing with a school. But if we could talk on offense for a minute, um, let, let's go skills players, uh, starting with the quarterback. I, 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 think, I, I think Florida State's pretty locked in uh, with, with Luke Krummenchek or however you want to say it. Uh, for 24, but any other names we need to know there? Um, not necessarily right off the bat, but as you said, like it's a good sign that Florida State, as of now, has six guys committed in that 2024 class. They're ranked number two nationally, and Luke Kromenhek is uh, one of the big names there, even though he wasn't a big name when he committed to Florida State. All of a sudden, people are realizing, no, this guy's pretty good, and I think 
at the end of the day, this kid's going to be a four-star recruit. Yeah, he's definitely going up uh, high on the boards. Um, from a wide receiver perspective, I'll ask you some names, and then I'll probably get some of David's input because I know this is the spot he loves. But uh, names to know when it comes to wide receiver for Florida State for the 24 class. Uh, one of the names that they contacted, and he was on campus recently, is five-star wide receiver JoJo Trader from Shamanah Madonna down in Hollywood. And I think that's probably a Miami-Ohio State battle, but Florida State's still recruiting him, and they sent him a personalized edit. It was interesting, like, in previous years, Florida State sent out lots of specialized edits to certain mm-hmm. kids and to certain tandems. Last night, it was there were some individualized edits, but not any specialized edits. So I wonder if they just realized – a, it was a waste of their time, or B, they feel good with where their class is right now and they don't want to do that or whatever, or maybe it's just a little slight of the graphics department's not as, you know, loaded as it used to be. But uh, so JoJo Trader's a name to know there that, you know, if Florida State's able to win some games and maybe they can go a five-star hunting. Um, another name is Chance Robinson, four-star wide receiver from St. Thomas Aquinas. David, uh, looking at those two guys are beyond the board that Florida State's looking at. Obviously, Camden Fryer committed to Florida State, big name there. But anybody else from the recruiting, or do you want to speak on those two guys at all? So down in Chaminade in, in Miami, they have a devastating starting duo of wide receivers. They've got Jeremiah Smith, uh, and then they've got uh, JoJo Trader. And they're kind of – they're built similarly. Uh, Jeremiah Smith is a little bit thicker. I think he may have one extra inch on JoJo. Uh, JoJo's a little bit more life, but uh, both absolute studs. And it's it's. I feel bad for whoever, whatever defensive backs are playing them because it's truly pick your poison on those two. I think they're gonna. <laughs> I don't know who the quarterback is offhand, but what a lucky kid that is. Um, but yeah, I, you know, with that, I think for FSU to get into any of those kinds of recruitments, especially down in South Florida. Number one, you're going to have to beat Miami. Uh, Number two, you're going to have to have a really strong season in terms of, you know, wins and losses, but also, you know, as we've said, not getting blown out in any of your losses, uh, making sure you get to a good bowl game, having a good bowl game opponent, look good in the bowl game. So FSU has a lot of ground to make up in that area, but I do like that they're still talking to those kids and and prioritizing them. Um, what I found most interesting, and I don't know about you, Josh, but one of the things that I looked at, uh, with, you know, determining which kids got edits as soon as kind of clock struck midnight is I look at it geographically. And what I thought was really interesting is, yeah, they're, they're hitting up South Florida kids, but you also see a high concentration on IMG products. A lot of guys at IMG got edits from Florida state. They're hitting the Tampa Ocala area really hard, which I think is great um, to try to get in there, try to capitalize a little bit when maybe that new uh, Gator coach smell wears off a little bit there. Um, And then of course they're looking in Georgia and Alabama as well. Uh, So I liked what I saw from that perspective, but they're also, they also sent some edits to some local kids, a couple of um, uh, FSUS kids and uh, right there in town. And so I'm, I'm happy to see that as well, uh, that they're prioritizing the kids at home that they really like as well. To Josh's overall point to what you're adding on, it's, it's, it'll be curious to see how Florida State tackles who they target, how they target. Has Norvell kind of learned from his past mistakes or even the previous, uh, the previous coaches that if they're not getting traction with certain guys, they need to, they need to move forward. Um, we'll see how that plays out. Um, <laughs> you never know with Florida state, uh, Josh, 
Uh, looking at running back, I think there's there's one big name we want to talk about when it comes to that, and that's Cameron Davis. But any other running backs? Yeah, again, like Florida State did a good job getting out, and I think a five-star kid in Cameron Davis, he kind of like reminds me of like a miniature Bo Jackson. Like this kid is an absolute freak at his age and a, a stud baseball player as well, just like Bo Jackson was. But uh, the top name to know there is Stacy Gage, uh, running back who was at IMG and now at Tampa Wharton. Uh, I think Ohio State, again, is probably the leader there. Um, another running back is Jarrett Gibson at IMG, and maybe that's why Stacey Cage transferred out of IMG is because Jarrett Gibson's a five-star running back and an absolute stud. And then the third name to know is Jamarian Burnett, uh, four-star running back from Andalusia, Alabama. I, outside of, outside of um, Davis, is there anybody you feel like any confidence at all with Florida State there? Mm, not necessarily. Uh, another name that is kind of a wide receiver running back hybrid, I would say, maybe an athlete, is Arkees Parks, another kid from Tampa Wharton, and he's currently unranked, but he has a pretty good offer list. So Florida State might have a decent shot there if they push for him. Okay. Uh, from a tight end perspective, uh, if I'm, I'm going to mess this up because I'm not you guys. Um, it's it's not an area that I feel like Florida State has excelled in. Uh, when it comes to recruiting, um, but also that's probably a, a position that that has the least amount of top end prospects. But Randy Pittman in the twenty three class decommitted. Uh, so far, Florida State's not really making a lot of noise there in the twenty three class. When it comes to twenty four, is there anybody really on Florida State's radar uh, for the tight end position? Uh, no one that they really garnered a huge amount of traction with, and. I'm not really sure what they're going to do. It'd be really nice to see them kind of get some physically mature portal bodies each of the next couple off season at tight end because, uh, yeah, they've definitely struggled with the high school ranks there. Yeah. David, we need, uh, we need your boy Jackson West to, to really step up. I know. I, you know, I'm hoping that he'll be able to, but I, I agree with Josh. I think tight end probably more so than any position out there, you're going to see a big portal focus on that. Um, and it is worth noting, you know, at one point in time, FSU had the top uh, tight end in 2024 committed to him and Landon Thomas. But he, of course, since uh, decommitted and went to Georgia where everybody else goes these days. So, you know, they're they're still identifying kids very well and, and all that. But it just I don't know. I'm I've talked about this in the threads, too. I'm I, I was totally fine when Randy Pittman decommitted. Yeah, he's like barely over six foot. I'm I'm kind of tired of seeing that that type of tight end body for Florida State. Like, give me the six foot five, six foot six road graders at blocker, and maybe the six foot four, you know, jumbo wide receiver types. But I don't know. I'm kind of sick of seeing like the, the you know the six foot two, six foot one guys out there just getting overpowered. So. I, I agree with Josh on this. I think you'll see some more portal additions, um, which is fine because once they actually have athletes that they like in those roles, then you'll be able to truly see the Mike Norvell offense that does feature tight ends quite often. So, you know, hopefully they can develop a couple of the guys that they got on there and, um, you know, Jarrell Powers and, and uh, my guy Jackson West. And hopefully we won't have to worry about this too much. But, yeah, I think portal's the way to go on that. Yeah, and I know, the, I know they're excited about Brian Courtney as well, and he played some special teams last week, so that was good to see. And as you mentioned, David, I think it's a really good point. Like, they're identifying the talent before other teams are, and just because other teams might end up with their players 
doesn't mean this coach coaching staff can't figure out who can play. Josh, let's go to offensive line where we've seen probably some of the best recruiting from Florida State as of late. Uh, who are some names to know when it comes to the 24 class for the offensive line? Uh, Jimothy Lewis is a kid initially from uh, Mississippi who's now at IMG, uh, four-star talent. Uh, Jonathan Daniels, four-star tackle from Pensacola. Uh, Barry Walker, a four-star lineman from Crisp County who's been on campus at camps a couple times and likes Florida State and Coach Atkins has had a chance to work with him, hand, you know, one-on-one. Uh, Blake Blake Franks is actually a kid from Greenville High in South Carolina who Florida State just offered last night, and he's starting to get a pretty decent little offer list. And then um, a name to know, Walt, Walt Hareflin, uh from Grayson High School down in Georgia. Obviously, that's going to be a heated recruiting battle. And then a kid that I really like is Jason Zondamella, who uh, goes to high school in Clearwater with Lucas Simmons. And that should give Florida State a decent little look there. Yeah, and there's a lot of good names here, Josh. And I I won't ask you to spend a lot of time on them. Probably during the middle of the season, we'll probably start doing what we did last year, where we maybe go position by position and and look at some big names and go more in depth and our predictions there. But um, any, any out of all those names, is there one that really stands out to you? I mean, as far as talent, you got to go with a kid like Jimothy Lewis, and there's some others on Four State's board that are even higher. But, you know, teams like Clemson and Georgia and Alabama are going to ravage those kids most likely. I think they have a decent shot at Jonathan Daniels, a four-star tackle from Pensacola, who they offered recently, but he seems to like Florida State quite a bit. Uh, Barry Walker, as I mentioned, who's been on campus quite a few times. And then Jason Z is just being a teammate of Lucas Simmons and Lucas Simmons coming to Florida State, I think that's a huge thing. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the other side of the ball. Let's start talking about defense. Uh, Florida State has one commit on the defensive line in, in Keyshawn Mashburn. Um, I, I know that this is an area that I think Florida State's had some mixed success uh, with kind of the Odell resurgence last year with, with defensive tackle. Um, and, and then what we've seen as far as some of the other names like Boots and other people. Uh, when it comes to the the 23 class, but when it comes to the 24, along the trenches, along defensive end and defensive tackle, who are some some names that Florida State's really focusing on so far in the early uh, notification or contact period? Uh, Xavier Porter, interior lineman from Tampa Catholic, and then L.J. McRae, another interior lineman from Mainland. Um, I'm not sure how well they're doing at the edge right now. Uh, I know they like Adarius Hayes a lot, but he seems to really like Florida more than he likes Florida State, sadly. Uh, they reached out to Colin Simmons, who's an absolute superstar, top 25 player, five-star from Duncanville, where they got Powers and Jalen Early from. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not feeling great about edge early, but again, it's very, very early. Yeah, that uh, the fact that they pulled those guys from Duncanville big but uh to go in there and get like a, a big time stud that's going to be really difficult for them uh my favorite position to talk about linebacker josh because i feel like florida state just doesn't really do a lot of linebacker recruiting anymore uh <laughs> although if blake nicholson commits this week uh I'll, I'll take it all back but uh four to 24 class any names for linebacker uh demarcus riddick again like who knows? He's a four-star. Florida State is in his top four as of now, but he's from Alabama. So, mm-hmm. you know, those in-state schools really make a push for him. Good luck. But uh, 
that's really the name to know as of now. I guess a couple more to maybe know are Vincent Shavers from Opelaka, um, a little bit undersized, and then Xavier Hamilton has been on campus quite a few times, and that's just going to be a situation where does Florida State like him enough to, to give him the green light? Uh, and finally, before we kind of talk about this weekend, uh, the defensive back position, Jordan Pride, C.J. Hurd, both committed. Any other names? Yeah, I mean, the top cornerback name to know is Charles Lester III from Sarasota, um, an absolute superstar, five-star prospect, top 25 nationally in the composite. Um, they did reach out to Desmond Ricks again. I know that there was a lot of consternation in that recruitment, but Florida State's not giving up. They might not be playing the games that he wants to play, but, you know, they're not totally shutting him out, which is nice to see. It's a, it's a smart move by the coaching staff and no reason to burn bridges there. As you said, they've got two safeties already committed, but uh, it doesn't mean that they're not still reaching out to other kids like Fred Gaskin, who's the four-star safety down in Ocala, um, Tavoy Fegan, four-star DB at Carowa Day in Tampa, Jordan Johnson-Rubel, four-star IMG safety. He's originally from Texas, um, likes Oklahoma quite a bit. Florida State's definitely a long shot in that recruitment. Um, Wardell Mack is a four-star safety from outside New Orleans, um, so – Again, LSU pushes for those kids in, in Louisiana. Good luck there. Uh, you know, obviously, Florida State has some contacts on the coaching staff, but it's tough to get those kids from Louisiana. And then, as David mentioned, the two kids from the Florida State University School, uh, Ashton Hampton and Makai Danzi. Yeah, and, you know, again, as we've kind of said, we're, we're really going high level right now because this is that first day of contact period. A lot of these relationships have already been established, but a lot more will continue. And uh, like I said, we'll probably be really focusing on like a top 10 or position by position later on in the year. Um, so, Josh, thanks so much for being on top of that. The fact that you can just rattle off those names uh, that rapidly is, is amazing. I know that you've been downloading uh, like the matrix, all the recruiting sites into your head. So thank you. Yeah, well, and just just to recap for fans, like Florida State's offered 190 total kids. In the 2024 class, uh, 64 there so from Florida and 32 from Georgia. So those are the two major areas they're hitting, which is great to see. All right. So, so David, I want to go to you next and talk about this weekend for a minute. Um, there, there was clearance from the NCAA that uh, on these not home and home games, but these neutral site locations that schools can have recruits. And so there's one real big name that we want to focus on, and that's wide receiver Hakeem Williams. He's going to be at the game, and this is probably the biggest name left on Florida State's board, I think, when, it re when we really get down to it, that has uh, not committed. Uh, I, David, just briefly, again, talk about why you like Hakeem Williams so much and how much impact this game can have on his recruitment. I could talk about my man Hakeem for weeks. So what makes him special? Oh, see, Sadie can even talk about him, too. Um, she's excited, too. So the um, uh, thing that makes Hakeem – sorry. The thing that makes Hakeem special is he is already built to be – I mean, he, he could walk out on the field and play for Florida State right now. He has a college build already. Some would argue that he's close to having an NFL build already. Um, extremely talented, extremely smooth in and out of his routes. Uh, knows when to high point a ball. Doesn't miss many contested passes. Uh, has a very wide catch radius. Um, he's got great speed for his size. Everything you need in a wide receiver, one, 
he's your guy. Uh, this is a kid that I think has all conference potential, potentially all American potential if he gets hooked up with a good uh, offensive scheme and a good quarterback. So he, I mean, essentially, I'll, I'll put it this way: you know, it's hard to it's hard to say because we haven't seen them in against really good competition yet. The new additions to the wide receiver room via the transfer portal. But as far as I'm concerned, you put Hakeem Williams on FSU's roster right now, he is easily in the top two best wide receivers on the team, and he's probably starting. So that's how much I like him. Um, it is a huge deal that FSU is getting him on their sideline for this game. LSU is going to have plenty of kids on their sideline, including some FSU uh, targets that they're still talking to. Jalen Brown is going to be over on the LSU side of things and uh shelton samson samson which fsu was probably finished in the top three four before he committed to lsu he'll be over there too but hakeem is going to be over on the florida state side with uh we know that several fsu commitments are going to be there cam davis is actually going to be there um, along with a few commitments from the 2023 class and so there will definitely be some recruiting going on but you know when we talk about hakeem man i i God, it's hard, but I, I still – I will not get my hopes up on him yet. Now, if FSU wins this game, I might start getting my hopes up on him because what we keep hearing is that Texas A&M is most likely the leader, but everybody keeps hearing about Florida State. So I, I got to say, at this point in time, I do think FSU is running second for him, which is a remarkable achievement uh, in and of itself. and. You know, if FSU has a strong season, especially if they win this game, um, if they can show him some positive trajectory and play the game, if he, here's how I'll break it down. If he really only cares about resources, hint, hint, uh, he will go to Texas A&M. If he cares about resources to a little bit of a lesser extent, but also really puts a priority on the family environment, and the environment in which he's going to be living and playing, I think it's going to be hard to top FSU in that regard. So um, we have certainly been uh, hard on Ron Dugans, in our opinion, rightfully so, in the past. Uh, but you got to give credit where credit's due. And Ron Dugans has been heading the charge for Hakeem Williams, and he has done an excellent job in this. Uh, he also has FSU still in the running for Jalen Brown, despite Jalen's commitment to LSU. So on those two fronts, he's doing very well. Um, so we do have to give the donk some credit on this one for sure. But this weekend could go a long way in terms of, you know, an FSU victory potentially catapulting the Knowles into the driver's seat, which is amazing to think about. So uh, big ramifications on the field and off the field for FSU. Yeah, and it certainly doesn't hurt that Omar Graham is coming in Florida State and playing in his first week. So you know, having a high school teammate in Tallahassee and someone that's already seen the field and saying nothing but great things about Coach Norvell and the staff, like that's huge in Hakeem's re recruitment as well. And I'll tell you, it was cool to hear Hakeem because they asked him about that. They said, you know, how how often does Omar Graham talk to you? And, everything? and he said, you know, we talk a lot. And when he spent, you know, several days consecutively on FSU's campus, you know, saw plenty of Omar. But he flat out said, like, Omar's not giving me the hard sell here. He's he's telling me to, you know, follow my heart, you know, do do what I want to do. But at the same time, I'm already seeing how FSU is positively transforming Omar. Uh, 
And that, that speaks volumes to him, man. And so it's one of those things where, you know, they're definitely recruiting him, but Hakeem is a show me guy, you know, not a tell me, a show me guy. And FSU has been showing him a lot of stuff that has them right in it. Even though it'll be a small group, it's definitely a big recruiting weekend for Florida State, you know, playing in the Superdome. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Josh, I always have to check with you before we make the the wrap on the show. Anything last things you want to add? No, I'm just going to say that it's not just a big recruiting weekend for Heike Williams. It's a big recruiting weekend because they are the game on Sunday night. They're on national television against an SEC school in New Orleans, an NFL stadium with a chance to really make a statement and start 2-0 and and maybe get in the top 25 with a, with a result. Yes, the top, the top 25. What is that, Josh? Oh, man. I, I think this probably even has a chance to have bigger, bigger recruiting uh, uh, a bigger recruiting ramifications. Ah, that's the word I'm looking for. I, I went with influence because I blanked there. Um, then the Notre Dame game last, last year. So we'll definitely see what happens. For any updates, we'll obviously have them on the website at Tomahawk Nation. Josh and David will be in the recruiting thread answering all your questions. Check us out there in the national recruiting thread or the official recruiting post on Tomahawk Nation. Uh, leave us uh, a, a rating uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, boys, anything else to add? Exciting weekend. It's a great community at Tomahawk Nation. Keep hitting us up with questions and comments and, we'll, you know, any questions we get, we can either answer in the thread or we can try and save them for a future pod. But we love the community and keep keep going. Yeah, and if you got any questions for Sadie, David, we'll fill those and make sure that she gets back to you. Very very vocal. She loves Ikeem yeah. Williams too. But exactly. um, no, it's it's great to see Florida State back in a primetime slot uh, against some great competition. So we're very, very excited to see this. And like Josh said, hopefully we'll get another mailbag in here soon. So please hit us up with your questions, uh, things that you like about the pod, things that you don't like. We're always happy to incorporate things to make this as good as possible. So thank you guys for listening, uh, for participating in the recruiting threads. And hopefully we'll be talking about a lot of good news pretty soon here. Well, for Dr. David Stout, for Josh Pick, I'm Tim Allenball. This has been the Florida State of Recruiting Podcast. Check us out at Tomahawk Nation. Let's keep climbing.